Welcome to Mind the Skills Gap, where we explore the barriers to skills transfer and how you can overcome them. In this mini-series, my colleagues and I share insights into the neuroscience of learning and practical ideas how you can use it to beat the transfer challenge. Welcome back to the short series about neuroscience in learning. I'm Stella Collins, and I want you to meet Karen Mouse, our learning architect at Stella Labs. Hi. Hi, Karen. Now, I'm sure you know that content isn't king, but we do need information and experiences to tell us what we don't know yet to kickstart that unconscious incompetence into conscious incompetence. So, we feel that the gap between what we don't know and what we do know and what we can't do and what we can do motivates us. But there is a huge challenge at the moment. There is too much content and it's giving us cognitive overload. We've already talked about our brains not being sponges. Brains are more like overflowing cups. When you get to a certain limit, everything just flows over the top. Apparently, we encounter 20 billion bits of information every second. So we need to filter that out. And our attention, that filtering system, is the gateway to memory. Working memory is the part of our prefrontal cortex. It has a limited capacity, and really, it can only really deal with one thing at a time. When we multitask or we switch, it lowers our performance. I want to give you an experience of cognitive overload. So I'm going to give you some very short, simple instructions. And then after I've given them, I'd like you just to pause your video and have a go at the activity, and then when you've finished, you can come back. Ready? Okay. So what I'm going to ask you to do is without paper and just in your head, a simple task, put the months of the year in alphabetical order. Pause your video now. Have a go. Welcome back. How did you do? It was hard, wasn't it? It's really hard. I bet you can do the ordinary months of the year in the ordinary order really, really easily. But as soon as we start to take something out of context, as soon as we start to do things in a different way, it really overloads our brains. And that is a really good example of cognitive overload. In a typical training, you're probably subjecting some of your learners to cognitive overload because they're having new information, new experiences. They're often under stress. And that starts to really strain their brains. So, Karen, I know you've got some really good tips about how to avoid cognitive overload and improve performance too. Yeah. Uh, Like you said, Stella, it is always a risk. Training, learning, it is all about managing cognitive load and make sure it doesn't overflow. You don't fry people's brains. So what I have for you is four C's uh, to make it easy for you to remember so I don't overload your brain right now either. Um, so what you need to think about your training when you're designing training is you need to have context, you need to make connections, you need to make it concrete, and why not chunk it while you're at it as well? Is there any of these four C's you want to hear about first, Stella? Oh, chunking. Chunking, yes. So make it smaller. Um How many things can you hold in your brain at the same time? It's not that much. 
But if you turn them into chunks and put stuff together, it all makes sense more. It becomes stickier for your brain because your brain loves patterns. It loves sequences. And it also helps build in a little bit more time for your brains to, to reflect, to process things. Um, one of the other C's, context. Make sure that everything makes sense. Like, ask yourself, put yourself in the learner's shoes and ask yourself, what is in, in it for me? Like, why does this matter to me? Do I have good learning objectives? Because if things make sense, it's easier to con consume it, to process it. And you won't get that much overload anymore. Um, which is also connected to connection, pun intended. You do not learn in a vacuum. You can always attach existing knowledge to new knowledge, which makes it much easier for your brain. And if you use real situations instead of imaginary ones, again, cognitive load goes down. And one really, really easy trick, ask a lot of questions. <laughs> questions work much better than telling people things uh, because the guessing connects it to what they already know. And the last C, do you remember, Stella, which one it was? Concrete. Concrete. So if you're being vague, nobody's going to remember it. Avoid language that is too jargony, too fluffy. You know, make it human, make it simple, make it concrete and appeal to the senses. Why not talk about smells, about tastes? Because what will be going on in the brain of your learners is that they are thinking about that smell, thinking about that taste, and a lot more neurons are lighting up. So, sounds like a win. And our biggest tip that we always use no matter what, make sure it's active whether it's physical activity or making learners do the work, do the thinking, if you make it active, it will be stickier. Thank right. you, Karen. And I'm really curious because what I've been listening to as I've been recording these videos is the connections between each one of them. So the connections are hugely important. Thank you so much. See you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Mind the Skills Gap. If you liked it, hit subscribe. You can follow me, Stella Collins, on LinkedIn and find out more about how Stella Labs is tackling the skills gap at stellalabs.eu.